Your home for the Oklahoma State Cowboys is the Blitz 1170. Welcome to your lunch hour on 1170 The Blitz. Don King for Big Al. Sean Teeman in the studio in the Odengard Capital Management Studio. And, of course, Matt Hubbard alongside. And we welcome in, as we do Thursdays at 1215 from Golf, Oklahoma, we welcome in Ken McLeod with the Golf Report. Ken, good to talk to you. Hey, Don. How are you doing today? Good, sir. Yourself? I'm doing great, and we've got a young man here who's um, doing even better. Tracy Phillips has joined us uh, live in my office. So, you know, tra- what Tracy did last week, I'm yep. sure, but Henderson tied for 17th in the Senior PGA Championship. So uh, we've got Tracy here to talk about that. We've got, um, obviously, disappointing week for the state schools and the NCAA uh, match play portion of the championship to kind of review. And then big announcement yesterday from – the Saudis about who's going to be in their first tournament on the Live Tour, uh, including one kind of maybe a surprise, although he'd been talking about it seriously for quite a while, uh, Taylor Gooch from here in Oklahoma. So we'll have a busy little segment here, Don. Yes, uh, yes, we will. And then also I want to ask you about uh, the Tulsa Public Schools uh, High School. Well, it is TPS. Uh, Hall of Fame uh, banquet tonight at the Doubletree at 61st and Yale, and Adele Lucan is uh, – going to be inducted from Edison, and, of course, she went on to have a great career at uh, TU. But let's first uh, bring on uh, Tracy. And uh, Tracy Phillips, for those that don't know, grew up here in the Tulsa area. His dad, uh, Buddy, a longtime professional at Cedar Ridge, and that's uh, pretty much where Tracy is now. And then, uh, t- first of all, add, let fill me in, Tracy, on the PGA Championship a few weeks ago. You were a marker uh, for the PGA uh, tournament here at Southern Hills. Tell me a little bit about that, how that all came about, and what a marker is actually doing playing in the PGA, even though you didn't, you weren't originally in the field. Right, yeah. Uh, first of all, thank you, Don, for having me, uh, Ken, as well. And uh, basically what I did is I got a phone call from Kerry Cosby on Friday night. I was, I was at my daughter's graduation from Bishop Kelly High School, and he had said, hey, there's, um, if there's a – chance of of an uneven number of players that make the cut the pga of america would like to have a marker play instead of just let's say in this case brian Harmon going out by himself um and so carrie had talked to carrie haig about possibly splitting duties in other words he uh, carrie cosby knew that i was leaving sunday morning for the senior pga championship and um so had Tiger not dropped out, he would actually played with uh, uh, Kerry would have played on Sunday as a marker. But in that case, uh, I got the call to uh, play Saturday morning with Brian Harmon first off. And basically, what that what I'm my job is to just kind of keep pace of play, uh, establish a good pace of play for the rest of the field that day. Uh, and and that was what. The, Gentleman number one T said, you know, he said your main goal is just stay up and 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 play, you know, play fast. And uh, he knew kind of what caliber player I was, but uh, but no, I guess we set a good pace about three and a half hours. And Brian was a, a really nice guy to play with. Kind of cold there in the in the early going, uh, wasn't much conversation. 
but uh, as we got into the round, uh, he kind of lightened up a little bit, and we started talking about cold shoulders. So all in all, I had a great day. Um, had two bad holes uh, from from on the backside, uh, at making two double bogeys with two three putts to get those double bogeys. But um, you know, it, it kind of set the stage for I think really what was to happen this this following week at the Senior PGA. And uh, Ken, I'll let you take it from there. Tell us about uh, the success he had this past week in the Senior PGA Championship. Yeah, well, like Tracy's mentioned, he was playing very well coming in. He he. Uh, almost qualified for the PGA Championship at the Professional Championship uh, down in Austin at Barton Creek, and then went to the U.S. Senior Open qualifier and just put together a round that, um, you know, the other guys I've talked to who played in that, like I talked to Mike Gocher out at the, right. at the PGA Championship, who shot 77, I believe, that day, and Rick Bell was, what was he, 80? I think he or, shot 80, yes. Um, these guys said that was what the score that was available that day, and Tracy shot 67. <laughs> so that shows you how well he was playing coming into the season PGA. So I was, you know, kind of – I talked to Jeff Babineau, who covers golf for the um, PGA of America, and said, keep your eye on Tracy and feed us any stories that he ends up doing next week because i got a feeling he's going to be – you know, right there. And then I was getting texts from people saying, are you seeing what Tracy's doing? Are you seeing what Tracy's doing on the first <laughs> round? As he got off to a great start. What were you, three or four? I, I think, I got, yeah, I, think I, I got three hundred at one point. Yeah. So we just told everybody, Tracy, about the uh, week and who you got to play with and anybody that you, know, you used to beat when you were a PGA junior champion all those years ago that now you got a chance to beat him again. Yeah. Or how did that, what was it like? Just kind of go over the week. Yeah, it was fantastic. Uh, I, I got there Sunday late uh, in the afternoon and actually walked the golf course, which was kind of a mistake, to say the least, because they have we we in the tournament we take five shuttle rides between tees and greens. Uh, that day I walked 12 miles. So that wow. tell you how how many miles uh, of of uh, walking I did for that particular practice round, and then. Played Monday a practice round with Tim Fleming, uh, obviously a great player here in our section, and then Glenn Day. Um, and I just, you know, I played well with those guys, and, and you're, you're always trying to match up. Here's a, here's a guy that's on tour, Glenn Day. Uh, I'm hitting the ball, you know, as far as he does, and, you know, you just do those kind of comparisons and kind of see what it's like. And now, granted, Glenn's not noted as one of the longer hitters out there, like, like, McCarran and some of those other guys but uh, it was all about getting used to the golf course and I played it in 14 and I really like the golf course uh, a lot of a lot of the tour players don't like the, the green complexes but to me it's like you have to use your imagination you have to um, you know they're very undulated greens they're very fast sometimes you actually chip or putt away from the hole to get towards the hole and uh, so I was comfortable going into it um, I, I was driving the ball well. I was, I was, uh, I felt like if anything was a little bit off going in was maybe my putting, but I kind of found something, you know, in those practice rounds that kind of helped me out. And, and as I mentioned in some of the articles, I didn't have a three putt the entire time. Uh, didn't really make any mistakes to speak of, um, and and just really had a lot of confidence going into it. You, uh, you put, you also uh, mentioned that. Um... With no three putts, that's that's amazing. But you also had one of the greatest shots that I've ever seen in watching golf for what sixty some odd years, and uh, you hit it. I, was it a was it a par three or a par four? Now, it was a par four, number seven. That that's a, a very difficult hole. I mean, it, it uh, 
you know, kind of like here in Tulsa, we played it basically under four different wind conditions. And the day that I played it uh, was slightly into the wind and off uh, off the right-hand side. I, I was on a slight upslope. I had a five iron in my hand and just and a little bit of mud on the ball that just took it straight left. Uh, poor swing, poor execution. But when I got up to the to the uh, area where the ball was, they 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 found it. But I didn't. I mean, I thought it might be a hazard or something. And it's actually an, it's part of the golf course. And so once the once we found it, it's like you got to hit it or you take an unplayable. And so. Uh, I found that out from the official when I walked up there, and I was like, oh, okay, well, it looks like I'm going to have to hit it. And so I, I, I got into it, and there was some, you know, a bunch of grass behind the ball, but some really thick stuff in front of the ball, maybe a, about a foot and a half. And so really all, my only chance was to lay the face open and just kind of swing at it fairly hard or hard as I could with that much loft. And, yeah, I mean, I was I was very fortunate. I mean, the ball, uh, I, I saw the replay of where it landed and how it just on the last bounce just trickled out of the tall rough to, to go down there about six foot. And once I, once I saw where the ball was positioned, I knew I had to make that putt. And so, so that ball was going to go in, or that putt was going to go in for <laughs> sure. Like I said, Don, Ernie Els called that one of the greatest shots he's seen in golf, and he's seen a lot of really good shots. So. No kidding. Yeah. Well, Gary Koch on the commentary said, this is not just the shot of the tournament. This is the shot of the year, and he's he seen his share of golf. Yeah, that uh, coming from Ernie and coming from Gary Coke, who obviously carries a bunch of golf um, for the networks, was that was quite an honor and, and quite a statement. And uh, um, you know, it just kind of tops off what kind of week I had there at the, at the Senior PGA Championship. Yeah, well, three rounds par, and you're in contention, kind of. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. you had a couple of bogeys to start your. Uh, round on Sunday, but she bounced right back and made four birdies in that round and right. shot what was a one over, one 70, over par seventy one. So it's a fantastic finish, but you're not done, Tracy. You've got that we talked about qualifying for the senior right open and that's coming up in um June. So talk about your goals for that and where that's at and um Yeah. Have you seen that course in Stockholm Valley before? I I've not seen it. I've seen well I've seen pictures of it. Uh, actually Danny Funk who's gonna be cat catting for me that week oh, has played it. I think he played it in like a mid am uh mid am championship, so he's a little bit familiar with it. Um I'm sure it's gonna be a very typical US open golf course where the rough's gonna be up and greens are gonna be fast and, and uh so I'm looking forward to it. I mean just going out there and hit a lot of fairways and um, do the necessary things around the greens. Uh, I'll probably play at least three practice rounds to kind of get uh, myself acclimated to the types of uh, turf and, and speeds of the greens and such. But, uh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to kind of continuing the, the, the play that I've, I've been uh, having over the last you know year and a half. All right, Tracy Phillips is with us. He's a guest on the Oklahoma Golf Report with Ken McLeod. I want to ask Tracy a couple of questions because he is such a great instructor in this area out at the Cedar Ridge. 1226, Don King for Big Al. This is the Blitz 1170. Blitz 1170 stream is brought to you by Duck Creek Casino, your hometown casino. Well, 
Welcome back to the Oklahoma Golf Report at the bottom of the hour. Ken McLeod is with us from uh, Golf Oklahoma Magazine online. You can certainly uh, get that. You need to follow him if you follow golf. And Tracy Phillips is with us from Cedar Ridge Country Club. And, of course, Tracy finishing uh, 17th this past week in the PGA Championship and now on to the U.S. Senior Open. So we congratulate uh, Tracy. I'll let Ken get back to his questions, uh, Tracy, but you are one of the great uh, instructors and have been for a number of years here in northeastern Oklahoma. I'm a hack golfer, uh, but I got buddies that play well. Jack Fritz, a buddy of mine at Cedar Ridge, just had his fourth hole-in-one. Scott Van Dyke, uh, who uh, you might know is 83 and seemingly shoots his age every week. So my question to you is two things that I'm curious about on how normal golfers that try to break 90 every time or try to break 85, what can they do to improve their game? To me, it's probably the short game and number two, course management. Probably do I probably do a poor job of getting to the tee box and going, okay, here's what I want my first shot to look like, my second shot, and so on. Would that be an accurate uh, accurate assumption yes that's actually a pretty good assumption of what what you're supposed to do um obviously short game is what kind of keeps you into um from making big mistakes you know if you're if you're a 90 shooter trying to break into the 80s i totally agree i think what you've got to realize is you know you may not hit a lot of greens in regulation the important part then would be where where and how far out do you miss those greens and then really begin your work there. So, for instance, if you can't get to a par four that's 400 yards, you might look at first and foremost, are you playing the right tees for you and for the length at which you hit it off the tee? And if you feel like you are, but you're still coming up 20 yards short, I would then spend a lot of my practice time from, like, let's say 40 yards and in. Mm-hmm. Uh, where you can actually put that pitch shot up, up to the – uh, pin and get it, you know, get it within a respectable distance where you can kind of at least two putt it. So you do that, you make bogey, you you know, you make 18 bogeys on a par 71 course. It's a, it's a 89. So you just kind of chip away at the numbers from that aspect of it. Um, the other thing, like you said, is course management is just understanding your capabilities and and not trying to do too much outside of your capabilities. I mean, if you hit it behind a tree or somewhere in a wrong place, make sure you play for no more than bogey. Uh, and, and so those are definitely two things that you, you need to do in order to, to, to play bogey golf or better. Tracy, I've got a quick question for you. And lots been made of the story with you went going. You were obviously the number one ranked junior in the country, mm-hmm. went to OSU, uh, won your first tournament, I believe, going away and had a good career there. And then, you know, it wasn't too long after that that you stopped playing competitively after trying. Mm-hmm. But when you got sideways with your driver, Mm-hmm. I know Bill mentioned that in his story the other day that you had a back issue, mm-hmm. but you've also talked about how it was the Homer Kelly golf uh, mechanical swing that right. got you. How long? And you actually left it for 20 years. Yeah. Is there a point in time where you could just go back out and, and that was you know, what what you had been trying to do was not, not there and you could go back to your original swing? Or how long? Why did it take you so long to? Get uh, good question. I mean, really, after the back injury, and then, like I said, trying to rebuild, and, and the, the the swing that I tried to rebuild was the golf machine. That was the new hot topic. And right. Bobby Clampett obviously had great success as an amateur golfer coming out, and Coach Holder was a big proponent of the golf machine. Um, unfortunately, it just got the club so stuck underneath coming down into the golf ball that 
I mean, I literally would hit it as far right, dead solid on the face, but I would hit it so far right, and then on the next hole I'd hit it so far left, and you just can't play golf that way. And, right. and so it finally just took a toll on me, and I just, I, you know, I'd, I'd had enough, and, and golf was no longer fun. So um, it, it was, you know, yes, I would have liked to have those 20 years back and maybe took 10 years off and, and, and done that. But it just, Well, what I don't think people don't realize is that you were not away from golf during that time. Well, that's right. You were still teaching I was still every teaching day, right? every day. So how was that for really you? Um, you did it know, make you want to play, or did it make you not want to play? Or well, no. I think, I think, like I said, I'd played so poorly, and and when you had played at a certain level and, and a high level that I had played at, yeah. and see your game really diminish, because not only does does the driver problems, it leaks into the rest of your problem. You're putting so much pressure on your short game now that, you know, I, I was no longer making the putts that I was making when I wasn't under the, as much pressure gotcha. with hitting it poorly off the tee. So there was no aspect of my game that was very good. Uh, and so, but I did enjoy, I mean, what else was I going to do? I, I was always either going to play golf or, or be around it to some degree. And um, and that's just the, that's the direction that, that uh, my life led or was led because of that. And so... I went down and worked for Hank Haney, and we worked a tremendous amount of hours down there and then moved back and built T-Town Golf Ranch. And right. uh, So, you know, things worked out pretty well. Like I said, right now I'm probably ha- having the most well, fun of my life as far as playing golf. We're glad Vince Bizzick and some of the other section pros got you to <laughs> That's right. get back out there and start swinging it because he's been, for those who don't know, he's been winning a lot of uh, South Central section events as well and has played. This isn't just a, you know, the last few weeks phenomenon. Tracy's been playing really good for almost two years now far as competitively or more i guess right yeah pretty much since i came back and and vince kind of got me out there i've been playing pretty well so don um we also want to hit on some of those other topics we're running out of time yes get tracy's thoughts on you know the guys that were announced yesterday for the live tour uh, dustin johnson being the biggest name nationally and internationally and taylor gooch being the big name here in oklahoma and i'm not sure where you come down on this don but i was you know my thought about this tour is <clears throat> you're not all these money all this money that you're going to make over the next few years you're not earning any of it there's no financial underpinning for it there's no television contract there's no sponsors there's no fans that are guaranteed to come out um, you're being paid 30 million or whatever your number is to help the Saudis whitewash their record on human rights and, and the way they you know the atrocities that they commit so I'm not a big fan of it. Um, Tracy, I don't know where you fall on that. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I kind of agree with you, Ken. I, I, it didn't really surprise me about DJ in the sense that he's such a free spirit and kind of doesn't really care that much about what people really think about him. Um, and he's had a great career. I mean, I certainly look at it from, um, and, and the other guys, and the other older guys. I mean, obviously right now the PGA Tour is kind of an under 30 uh, year old tour. I mean, those are the guys that are dominating, and so the guys like Louis Ushazen and Ian Poulter and some of those guys are kind of on the on the downward spiral of their career. So I could certainly see why they would do that. Me, the the big question is why Taylor Gooch would do it. Um, that that was probably the most shocking in the fact that he's just now really starting to have some great success with his great playing at an early age and. Um, and and to to do this and to jeopardize maybe what he uh, could have possibly moving forward with the PGA Tour, uh, who knows what's going to happen there, Ken? Yeah, the uh, you know what he 
he's how much uh, having a legacy on the tour is important to him is a question. Also, we don't know what any of the majors are going to do, Don. We don't know right. if PGA America will let these guys, if they're suspended from the PGA Tour, will they back up their buddies on the PGA Tour and say you can't play in the PGA Championship? We don't know what the Masters will do. We don't know what the RNA will do about the uh, Open Championship, the British Open. So, you know, they're jeopardizing being able to play in majors going forward. They're jeopardizing their future on the tour, depending on how all the lawsuits shake out. But to me, again, the, that, those are all secondary things. You know, I can see why the PGA Tour wants to protect itself against a tour that opens up as a competitor and is having events right next door in the United States, and they're going to do everything they can. But I just don't think I would, you know, I would hope that I wouldn't take the money just from a moral standpoint. Right. Because you know why it's there. You know they topped a journalist who had American citizenship in the little pieces and, and dumped them into a vat of acid. Um, you know, I think it's completely reprehensible um, to take their money. So that's where I come down on it. Right. It uh, seems to be a, a money grab for sure. We'll come back with one more segment with Ken. Some other things to get into as well as we roll on with the Big Al and Friends on the Blitz 1170. The Morning Blitz with Rick Corey. Weekdays 6 to 9 a.m. on the Blitz 1170 and streaming at theblitztulsa.com. Don King for Big Al and uh, DK will be in again tomorrow as I talk in third person. I'll be back tomorrow as well. Sean Tiemann and Matt Hubbard are with us, as well as uh, Ken McLeod in the Oklahoma Golf Report and as well Tracy Phillips congratulating him on a great run this past week in the Senior PGA Championship. Tracy from Cedar Ridge uh, Country Club. Ken, uh, Adele Lucan Peterson is going to be inducted tonight in the Tulsa Public Schools uh, Athletic uh, Hall of Fame. Your thoughts on her? And, and she might have been playing around the same time as Tracy did, or maybe a little bit uh, younger than Tracy. I got some insight info on this one for you. Though. I was just asking Tracy if he knew her. He said, heck yeah, I dated her. <laughs> I love it. Uh, well, yeah, we did a story yesterday online. It's on golfoklahoma.org right now with Adele talking about how she and uh, Patty McGraw, Coatney, and um, Janice Gibson and Janet Miller used to go to all these tournaments and, um, you know, pile in a car. And Adele wasn't even old enough to drive and drive out to, you know, Enid or Lawton or wherever to play in WOGA events or Transmiss events. Or, and, you know, their high school team, they all had to play on boys' teams. So even though there was a girls' championship, which she won twice apparently, there really wasn't any girls' high school teams. So I'm not sure what that – tournament was like yeah. because they all played on their boys teams and, and they had to beat out like I think Adele was um, you know Barry Lewis is the guy who organizes this his brother Larry was on that team right and that's who Adele was vying with usually for that last playing spot so she obviously uh, played great in high school went to SMU uh, stayed there two years she wasn't getting to play much and then and the coach wouldn't put her on scholarship so she came back to Tulsa Dale McNamara asked her to walk on at TU, which she did, and quickly earned a scholarship and went on to have a great three-year career at TU, then went on to the LPGA Tour for seven years where she um, met the ping rep, um, Mike Peterson, yes, and right. um, got married. And so they oh, started raising okay. a couple of uh, children. She decided that you know she would 
not want to, you know, lug them out on tour. So retired from the LPGA tour and lived in in uh, Scottsdale for about nine years. And then Mike was originally from Minnesota and took the job up there as the ping rep. And they've been living in Minnesota in a suburb of Minneapolis here for about the last 20 years. So, yep, she's unfortunately she won't be there tonight. Uh, if you read the story that she's um, her push cart, battery powered push cart. The battery exploded Ooh. in her garage earlier this week oh. and lit, you know, the garage on fire. Oh, no. Yeah, so she's at home dealing with that. For, nobody was hurt or anything, but um, had a little personal catastrophe due to a, electri- or a battery on a golf cart. That's uh, Sorry, uh, tell us what you remember about Adele. <laughs> Adele was a, she was a great player, obviously uh, a very cute girl, and uh, but, yeah, she was, she was fun to hang out with. We... Uh, we had a good time. I remember Mom used to. <laughs> we we weren't old enough to drive at that time, but we had a few dates and had a great time. Uh, spent some time together and actually traveled. Uh, I've got a picture of her and myself um, at the PGA Championship the year that I had won, um, sitting at the table there. But uh, the she, yeah, well, but she was a great girl, great uh, great golfer for sure. And I didn't realize she was married to Mike, so that's uh, that's very cool. Huh. Anything? Yeah, I guess she's got four kids. Four kids, four kids yeah. yeah. Huh. Twenty-two and thirty. Very nice. Anything else coming up, Ken? Well, um, let's see. We've covered. We've got the uh, memorial going on this weekend, and a whole host of Oklahomans playing in that. And the U.S. Um, Women's Open has started this morning as well. So. A busy week in that regard, and obviously we'll be keeping our eye on Tracy. We've got the uh, state junior championship coming up. Uh, this is one year it won't be at Kickingbird Golf Course. Uh, it'll be at Lincoln Park as Kickingbird's closed for this $19 million renovation that they're doing. And speaking of reno- renovations, Don, we're going uh, full bore on the one at, out at our city course, Paige Belcher, right yes. now. Yes. Um, so... We'd love, you know, that's the one where we have to raise a million dollars to match the million dollars that the Tulsa City Council granted in ARPA funds, which is American Rescue Plan Act. So we'd love to have anybody's contribution to that end. The PGA put up $250,000 while it was here for the PGA Championship, and we're very grateful for that. But uh, So we need to keep working on that. And if we get that $2 million, um, you know, we'll be able to make, do a lot more good at Page and at Mohawk and as everybody knows it's played out there. There's uh, lots to do. So, uh, But we've made some great progress this spring already. We put down over five acres of sod just on the back nine of Stone Creek. We've moved 172 trees from the property and limbed up hundreds of others. So, we, you know, it's a simple formula for growing grass at a golf course. You have to have air, sunlight, and fertilizer, and water. And Pate has been lacking in all four of those, um, you know, for many years now. And, and Try and turn that around and, and get it back to where you can have actual tournaments where you play the ball down out there, Tracy. That's that's my goal. That's exactly right. You're right about those four things needed. And, and uh, with that, it, it'll certainly turn back. It was a great layout. I mean, one, yeah, one of the first des- designed one of the top 50 new courses in the country. So uh, just a little love and, and tenderness and care will we'll bring those courses back in good shape. Stone Creek was actually voted the best new course in the country in 1982. Yeah. So... That shows you, you know, Ron Witten was obviously the architectural writer for Golf Digest who lives up in Kansas, and he visited it, and he's been back several times over the year asking me, what have they done to this place? 
<laughs> still the best golf. Still got the bones of a great golf course. We just need to get TLC out there and a sustained commitment by the city to never let this happen again. Right. Good point. Also, uh, speaking of uh, Vince uh, Bizic, uh, the job that uh, those guys did up at the Coves. I get to play up there every once in a while. It's just uh, that's a a great golf course, and you go by Shangri-La, Ken, you might explain, uh, I heard their ad just a moment ago, you might explain what they're doing up there. It's impressive. Yeah, I was building a par three course, 18 holes, called the Battlefield. Uh, Tom Clark, the architect who helped them out a lot with their restoration a few years back, is the architect, and um, United Golf, Dale Forest here in Tulsa is the builder, and it's supposed to be, um, you know, Tom Clark tells me that this is going to be one of his signature projects that he's done in his 40-, 50-year career as a golf course architect. It's just supposed to be out of this world. It's just about everything that Eddie Gibbs has done up there is, um, you know, from the restoration of the course to the clubhouse to the hotel to what they've done with, with the um, arena to this whole area with, the, you know, the softball fields and the tennis courts and the pickleball and the games inside. I mean, so um, I'm expecting it. I haven't been up there yet to see, you know, they're, it's right in the middle of construction or growing right now. It's mostly constructed, um, hopefully a fall opening. So very much looking forward to seeing what that turns out like. Yeah, it looks uh, looks good uh, when I was up there a few weeks ago. Gentlemen, thank you very much for your time uh, the last half hour. Tracy, again, congratulations. Uh, for those that haven't seen the shot again, uh, all you need to do is go to YouTube, Tracy Phillips, great shot or uh, or google it and uh, i'm sure he would appreciate all the hits that you can do because it was it was a magnificent shot and congratulations on on the tournament last week thank you don i appreciate you having me and and uh, yeah thank you very much ken thank you sir and we'll do it again uh, next week with big al okay dk thank you very much talk to you soon all right thanks ken ken mcleod from golf oklahoma who has a tremendous uh, publication that you can catch uh, online as uh, well dk for big al thanks to ken and tracy being part of the oklahoma ford dealers hotline each time uh, you, we have a guest it's brought to you by the oklahoma ford dealers and we're back in a moment